Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, fellow gamers. We are the Video Gamers Podcast, and we are so excited to be here with you all today to break down recent gaming news over the last week. We're going to be breaking down the Golden Joystick winners, nominations for the Game Awards, along with some other news. You can find us on socials everywhere at Video Gamers Pod, and if you'd like to help support our show and gain access to exclusive Squadcast episodes, along with other amazing perks, go sneak a peek over at MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, I am nominating him as best Josh of this podcast. It's Josh. Hey, it's Ryan. <laughs> right. Oh, wait, me. I won. <laughs> Guys, I would like to thank my parents mm-hmm. for naming me Josh. I would like mm-hmm. to thank Paul for nominating me, and I would like to thank Ryan for his vote. <laughs> there you go. All right. And then joining Josh and me, he and I spent countless hours in vice city back in the day in our teenage years i'm hoping he is just as excited as i am to get back into it it's ryan oh yes this isn't the same game but oh crap (laughs) here we go again (laughs) ready to go hit up the malibu club ryan let's do it dude (laughs) i still hear all those songs in my head like all the time oh yeah every time i see a sunset I hear Vice City songs. Oh, you hear like that intro music kick in? Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I'm so glad we'll be able to talk about GTA today. All right, so guys, let's start out with 2023 awards. All right, we got some news here this week. Since the Golden Joystick Awards already gave out their winners, let's go ahead and start there first. For those who aren't aware, because I know there's a lot of different gaming awards, the Golden Joystick Awards have been around since 1983, and these are awards that are given out by the people. This is not done by critics or journalists. It's just voted on by the public, and those votes are available worldwide. And so um, let's talk a little bit about some of these winners here. So Baldur's Gate 3 set their all-time record by taking home seven wins, which is a lot considering that they only give out 23 awards. So Baldur's Gate took home about a third of all they have. And uh, just to touch on a few here. All right. So Baldur's Gate 3 won Ultimate Game of the Year, which is the best award, of course. It also won Best Storytelling, Visual Design, a few others. Best Expansion went to Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Best Indie Game, Sea of Stars. Best Multiplayer Game, Mortal Kombat 1. 
Uh, Critics' Choice Award went to Alan Wake 2, and then they also broke them down by console. So Nintendo Game of the Year was Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. PC Game of the Year was Baldur's Gate 3. Xbox Game of the Year was Starfield, and PlayStation Game of the Year was the Resident Evil 4 remake. So they kind of got to cheat and give one award to all the major games this year. Uh, I don't know that there's any real surprises here. I mean, do you guys feel like anyone got shafted? Any major surprises? I I will say this, and we can talk about this a little bit when we talk about the actual game awards as well. But, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 absolutely incredible game i still can't believe that neither one of you have tried this game because it is truly one of the best games like ever made in my opinion i mean the hype for baldur's gate 3 was real we're starting to see the results of the what what larian studios did with that game and why so many people love it so i love seeing that it is getting all of this praise um, I like seeing that gamers were the ones that voted for these awards um the one thing that I find missing more than anything is just a lack of mention of Hogwarts Legacy. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. like, oh, totally yeah. weird, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've had multiple conversations today on social media with people on Twitter. You know, we've been talking about, hey, do you agree with the list? Like, what game would you take off? What game would you put on? And things like that. And I, I mean, you know, we'll do our own game awards here a little bit later this year. But for me, I think a lot of this is right. But I do think that there is an obvious lack of Hogwarts legacy in either of these lists, to be honest. Totally agree. And I don't know if it's that people were afraid of the politics involved with J.K. Rowling. It it seems like, and I did look at a couple posts on Reddit, and a lot of people seem to say, you know what, I loved Hogwarts legacy, but it's not, for me, game of the year or like best narrative of the year or best RPG. Like, So I can understand... A lot of people thinking maybe it doesn't belong in the top, you know, four or five of these categories, but it would have been nice to see it because I know we loved Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's it's still one of the most surprisingly enjoyable games that I've played this year. And I get I get the arguments. Like, honestly, that's one of the things I love is when you get people that are sharing their opinions on something without being mean, like you can actually kind of get some glimpses into why people like certain things and why they think this game belongs there and why that one doesn't. And I, I get it with Hogwarts Legacy, you know, like you could argue, well, does it have the innovation of Tears of the Kingdom and, and that kind of thing? But sometimes you just have to look at like a package altogether instead of picking out like individual ingredients, right? Like sometimes you just eat a meal and you go, dude, that meal was delicious instead of like, well, what did you think about the roasted basil? You know, or something like that. And I'm like, why does that matter? And that, 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 that kind of feel like that's some of the things like people are doing with some of these games. So that's it. I'll just I'll get off my soapbox. And again, I'm not saying that it should win, but I would have liked to have seen it at least nominated. No, that was that's a good soapbox. I, I agree. I think it definitely should have been up there with some of this stuff. It, it was just aside from, you know, maybe not the the most you know, enveloping story or anything, but just the gameplay overall was, was so fun. The graphics were great. The, the different things you could do, all the characters, everything was great in that. But I will say as far as Baldur's uh, gate three goes, I will play it. I know you're wanting us to play, but I will play it when you beat it. <laughs> well, that ain't going to happen. What? All right. Well, 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 is that a locked and loaded guarantee? Ryan, Dude, if you if you beat the game, 
I will play the game. Because I'm on Cut Act to Josh three. putting it on casual mode. I'm on Act 3, <laughs> and I have There's actually like- been a little hungry to go back to it and finish it. And so I want on air, locked and loaded guarantee that if I beat Baldur's Gate 3, you will pick it up and play the whole game and beat it. That's like a 60-hour oh, commitment, good. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was hesitating. He's like, I don't. Really well, I was waiting for you to this. finish, and then and then you didn't finish. But um, yeah, dude. If okay, knowing that you've only ever finished two or three games in your entire life, if you finish this, I'll pick it up because that means it probably is decent. Oh, it's better than decent. I can tell you that. <laughs> and the pot will pay for it. Some would All say right. it's indecent. Wait, is that better than decent? Is indecent? No. It yeah, is I've, indecent indecent well, I've heard so, some stories. Yeah. I've heard some stories. Oh, how we've do, heard. How do you feel yes. about bears, Ryan? <laughs> uh, just watch your back. Um, I will say there are a couple of funny things here in some of the other categories. I was a little surprised, not totally surprised, but Mortal Kombat 1 won for best multiplayer, yeah. and yet Street Fighter 6 was nominated for Ultimate Game of the Year. And Mortal Kombat wasn't. So it's like, why would Street Fighter be nominated for Ultimate Game of the Year and then lose under Best uh, Multiplayer? That's a little goofy. And did you guys see the Best Gaming Hardware category? Because this one is the one that actually made me laugh. So the winner is the PSVR 2, which makes perfect sense, right? It's like cutting edge VR technology. It's fun. VR is kind of like a sexy pick for an award like this. But look at the other nominees. Guys, it was going up against the Samsung 990 <laughs> solid state hard drive. Like, who's, who's going to vote for a solid state hard drive in this category? There was an Asus wireless keyboard, a Turtle Beach headset. Like, come on. This is kind of hilarious. It, that sh- don't even list the nominees if nothing is worthy. This should have won and been the only nominee as far as I'm hey, concerned. Hey, it's the Turtle Beach Stealth Pro headset. Okay. Yeah, sure. Don't forget the Stealth <laughs> Get it Pro. Right. That makes yeah, it sound on. really fancy. Also, Paul, what was the hard drive that you mentioned? The Samsung 990. Can you, can you say it slow? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this because I'm sick and you're trying to? Uh, I just trying I just to hear like my voice. Just that say it, man. voice. Some people it's might, a little gravelly. Some people might have a thing for hard drives, Paul. You know those there solid state drives, man. Oh, they're so blazing fast. <laughs> they're so, so blazing fast. I love it when my games load quickly. Uh, Start up my, my arrested. <laughs> <laughs> or for our uh, fellow arrested development fans. With club sauce. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that's really. Oh, I was going to mention one last thing. So the Golden Joystick Awards don't always get it right. I went back and looked at some of their games that have won in the past. Josh, we've talked an awful lot about 2018. Two heavy hitter games came out that year, yeah, right? Do you they remember what they were? Nautica, didn't they? Uh no. Wait. Even funnier. They well so twenty. Yeah, that was God of War and Red Dead Two. But they, yes, neither one of those actually won that year. Nope. Fortnite. Oh, oh. <laughs> are you kidding me? Fortnite took home ultimate well, game of the year. Deleting this website. <laughs> some nine year olds like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I think maybe they just had some good campaigning to get everyone you know to go. I mean, vote if for, it uh, is Fortnite. if it is gamer voted on i mean think about how big fortnite was i, I, oh, I yeah. mean so that cultural significance yeah, exactly yeah absolutely all right so moving on to the game awards 
The Game Awards are far more popular than the Golden Joystick Awards, and their process is a little bit different. So basically, once they have the nominee list, which was released this week, to select the winners, 90% of the votes come from video game news organizations. So this is mostly decided by like GameSpot, IGN, PC Gamer, uh, organizations like that. And then 10% come from fan voting. So the big winners here with the nominations were Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. They each got eight nominations. Uh, Nintendo absolutely crushed it. They were the studio with the most nominations at 15. PlayStation had 13 and Xbox had 10. And here are the six nominees for Game of the Year. They nominated Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, the Resident Evil 4 remake, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. How do you guys feel about that list of six? That This is a killer year, it's, which we've said oh, a million times, but this just solidifies it. I would like to just go back to the year of It Takes Two as Game and of the Deathloop. Year. And Deathloop. <laughs> and then yeah. say, if you know what, I've seen a lot of arguing today over these nominees and people thinking this one should win, this one should be on the list. Look, I argue away all you want. But we are some spoiled, spoiled gamers in 2023, man, because <laughs> any single one of these games on this list would normally be game of the year in any other year. Yeah. If any of them won, you wouldn't be like, that game doesn't belong to be in this list. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about like the odds here? I'm not, I'm not asking you what game would you give the award to, but just knowing what you know about the game awards... It's- who do you think has the best odds? It's 50-50, honestly. I, I, I mean, I this to me, this comes down to two games on this list. I can't imagine that any other game on this list stands Let a me chance. guess what you think. Zelda and Baldur's Gate. That's exactly right. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I don't know of anybody. I, I have heard people say, hey, Alan Wake 2 is my game of the year. I, th- I have not played Alan Wake 2. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I have heard some people say, hey, I don't get it. It's a little boring. I tried it. Maybe there's some recency bias there as well. Um, anytime you play a game with an incredible story, it tends to stick with you for a little bit after that. I just, I cannot fathom a world where... Baldur's Gate 3 or Tears of the Kingdom doesn't walk away with Game of the Year on this. Yeah. Totally agree. So, Josh, we all know you are the biggest Baldur's Gate 3 fan here. Give us the case. Why do you think this might win? I I honestly, I like uh, game aside because anybody that's played it understands how good the game is, but if I think like if I'm trying to campaign for why I think Baldur's Gate 3 should win over like Tears of the Kingdom, Larian Studios went out of their way and they did something that a lot of studios haven't done. And that is make a game that is a complete game. They took their time on it. They put it out in early access for over a year. They listened to feedback from the community when people were saying, hey, you know what? This just isn't jiving or this would be great. And they actually took that to heart and used that to kind of tweak this game and make it even better. I think also there might be a little bit of a movement to say, hey, we don't want to give it to Zelda again. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do think that in the industry, there is a little bit of that. Are we just going to be cliche and give it to Nintendo again? And so I think, you know, Baldur's Gate 3, in my opinion, should win it. 
um, uh, you know, aside from everything else, but I do think that there are a lot of angles where they could say, listen, we want to reward the studio. We want to make the choice that doesn't involve Nintendo, which is the easy choice or, you know, the critics choice or any of that stuff too. So that's, that's kind of my shtick on it. I just, I think it's, there's not many games like it. If you guys remember when Baldur's Gate 3 was coming out, there was all this news that said, well, don't expect that from other studios, guys. This is a yeah. unicorn <laughs> of a game. Don't expect that. And people went, why can't we expect that? Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think for most more hardcore gamers, which is probably most of our listeners, they can't imagine Baldur's Gate 3 not winning this award. Like, if you go on the gaming subreddits, everyone's like, it has to go Baldur's Gate. It can't possibly go anywhere else. Well, I'll, I'll try to make a case for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and again, not for why I think it should win, but why I think it could win. So first of all, don't underestimate the power of casual games in the industry and with the Game Awards in general. So this is, don't forget, Josh already mentioned it. It takes two, just one, two years ago. And they also gave it to Breath of the Wild. So two out of the last five years, they gave it to a more casual game. They're not afraid to do that. Baldur's Gate 3, I, I have heard from a lot of people that they just fizzle on it. Not very many people have beaten it. I did check today, and only 16% of people that have it on Steam finished Act 3. So a vast majority of people fizzled at some point. I don't know if that may or may not come into play. Some people might say... Uh, you know what, since I couldn't even finish this game, but maybe I did finish Tears of the Kingdom, I'll give it to that. But I think another argument in Baldur's Gate's corner is that since Mario Wonder and Tears of the Kingdom both got nominated, that might end up splitting that casual vote. I think if Mario was not in there, I would say Tears of the Kingdom has a real chance. But since that is in there, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm, I'm, I'm 90% sure Baldur's Gate 3 is going to take home the award. Uh, Ryan, do you want to make a case for Spider-Man 2? <laughs> I, I would like to. I think it'd be kind of a mute point. I don't think it would get very yeah. far. Although I do think it was an amazing game. There was actually surprisingly a lot of depth to that game. And I, there was parts where I was emotional. Um, the voice actors did an awesome awesome job there was there was just parts where you could just almost feel the pain you know in the story and you're just all kind of you know sucked into it but yeah. um i was gonna say maybe a tiebreaker between baldur's gate and tears of the kingdom because i know you guys are each on one side i i haven't played baldur's gate i know a lot of people have talked about it and especially josh i would say the innovation and what they did with tears of the kingdom was was pretty substantial. I thought it was awesome. I thought it it made a big impact on gaming in general. Um, I'm excited to see where things go from here with that. It's pretty cool. I think it'll. I think it will go to Baldur's Gate. But um, I think the more you know, competition breeds excellence. I, I hope we keep having these crazy tight races where things are are this where we have just these banger games after banger games. And we have to figure out, well, which one's going to be which, you know? Oh, yeah. Totally agree. And if Tears of the Kingdom does somehow take it, I don't think any of us would be shocked. No. I think we would be shocked if it was Spider-Man. Um, even Alan Wake 2 has this, like, huge momentum and there's a little bit of recency bias, maybe. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I actually did 
by Alan Wake 2. Wait, oh, and did I you? did. I, I started playing it today. Dude, I did finish the first chapter. That game's awesome. I am a thousand percent going to jump in, Paul, because I, 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 I will say you would hate chapter one, Josh. That's I, I am 90 percent sure it is nothing but walking. I was going to say connecting pictures with string, which is 100 percent up my alley. I, there, there was a little bit of action. I fired my gun twice in the opening hour. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced this game would be for you, Josh. It's definitely a game for me. I think I'm going to absolutely love it, but I also loved Alan Wake 1, so I've just been a little slow to finally pick up the second. Yeah, I'm, you'll need to let me know. I mean, I can get through some slow starts and stuff like that as long as the payoff is is there. Mm-hmm. Alan Wake 2 has been on my like my brain for a while now, so I do have a question for you guys. Is there a game on this list that you think you would replace with another game? That's a good question. Ooh. I would say no. I know there's there was now, a lot of granted, talk about Starfield not being on the list. You know, which as- honestly does surprise me. So, Josh, you and I, we gave our predictions for who we thought would be nominated. Each of us got five out of six. I thought Starfield was going to get the nomination because we've seen in the past that the Game Awards is a little bit more commercial. They like having the big names. We know they love Bethesda. I thought it might have been one of the nominees. Um, I know you were also, and both of us said there was a chance there might be an indie game, kind of like how Stray was in there last year. Dave the Diver, um, what's the uh, what's the C uh, Japanese RPG sea of, game? Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. Yeah, I thought that that might be nominated as well. Um, But no, I think it's a really good list of six. This makes perfect sense to me. Some people recoil at a remake being on there. I'm perfectly fine with it. Resident Evil 4 Remake is a new game. It is not just a remaster. It definitely deserves to be there. I, I, I will say I think I agree with this list pretty wholeheartedly. Um, I do understand the thinking that, hey, Resident Evil 4 is a remake. Is that really a game of the year, meaning 2023? Because it already it. won I'm in not, 2005. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to like, <laughs> you know, like really argue that a ton. Um, I think for me, I mentioned Hogwarts Legacy on there. I, the other one for me would be Phantom Liberty. And the only issue with Phantom Liberty is that I'm not sure people consider it like its own game since it's just like technically a DLC or an expansion. Right. That would be the only other one in consideration for me as far as like, I think it's that good that it deserves to be up there. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, this list is pretty spot on, man. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. They're, they're <laughs> definitely, I mean, I know Paul would probably be in agreement with like one of the coolest levels we've ever played in a video game in Starfield. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, and then the vastness of it, and I still like I I keep saying, and I still haven't been able to really play, but there's so much content in that game, and everything is amazing. There's a lot of things you know that could be better, but to not have it up here, um, you know, you can only have so many games, but that's one that I I would think I'd you know. I'd want up there. I'm trying to figure out which one I'd kick out, but <laughs> probably Mario. Yeah. Mario Wonder is the one that's like such a great game, but you could easily see that falling out. Yeah, it's a and Mario. Putting something else in. Yeah. 
So if anyone is curious to find out about the winners of this, they'll be announced later on December 7th. I know for me, I care way more about the Dice Awards. I believe those will be announced later in like February. That's actually voted on by game developers and artists and like other people who work in the industry. And I'm far more um, interested in what they think about games as opposed to, you know, news organizations. All right, so I know this episode's obviously going a little bit longer than normal, but let's go ahead and take our break, and then we'll come back and talk about GTA 6. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, moving on to our next gaming news story. Rockstar tweeted this week that we are finally going to get our first trailer for GTA 6 next month. Yeah. Um, the comments on Twitter were exactly what I expected and they were fantastic. Uh, comments like so soon after GTA five, are you sure that's enough time to work on it? I mean, I loved seeing comments like that. There were the Titanic memes. It's been 84 years, you know, tons of that. Absolutely love it. One person even tweeted, uh, can you please hold off on releasing this? I want to play GTA five on my PlayStation six. I saw that, which I also, I really appreciated that. So, guys, are you pumped? I'm we so finally pumped. get to see a trailer. So, pumped. I mean, whatever. It's fine. No, I'm freaking yes. I'm pumped, man. <laughs> I, now, here, like, okay, it's GTA Six. We have waited forever. We have covered little bits and pieces of news about GTA Six for a long time now. I am looking forward to this trailer, but part of me goes like, "What do I want to see?" Like, that's the thing, right? Like, what do you want to see with GTA 6? Like, what could the trailer do that would make you go, oh, my goodness? Well, I know for me, I'm very curious to find out more about the story. Like, we don't really know anything. We know it's going to be a Bonnie and Clyde-like story involving robberies, which, of course, I love. I can't wait to find out more about the main characters and what they're robbing and why. So normally I actually really hate cinematic trailers and I'm always complaining that there's not enough gameplay. I think we all know what the gameplay is going to look like, but I'm still excited to hopefully see some, but even in a worst case scenario, if it is just a cinematic trailer, that's still going to do it for me. I want to know what we're getting into I, I think when this trailer hits, I, I kind of have no doubt it's going to be the most watched trailer of oh, all time. I mean, yeah. this tweet alone has like a million likes. I can't even imagine once the trailer hits YouTube, it's going to have so many views. Yeah, it's going to be off the charts. Um, it's it's just, man, it's one of those things like I, I it has been a long time because I think there's been, uh, what is it, two systems, actual consoles 
released. Oh yeah, since five came out on the PS3. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, some of you younger kids may not remember, but like I've said before, I stood in line at Best Buy waiting for GTA Five at release day for my 360. So it's way, way back in the day. So I am so excited. I'm, I'm super stoked for all the stuff it's going to bring. Um, I love if they can just bring a million heists. I love Robin Banks. I love Robin armored bases. I love all of that stuff and they're going to do it great and they're going to do it well and they're going to put a lot of effort into it. So I'm, I'm so excited. I would also say, because I am such a Vice City fan, yeah. that even though this game's going to take place modern day, and we're all pretty sure part of the game will be in Vice City, given all the leaks from a few months back, I want to see some of the common famous locations from Vice City in today's setting. I think that would also get me pretty hyped. Uh, I, I'm just going to be excited no matter what. I love GTA. It's always listed in my favorite games of all time. I just, I can't wait. I, yeah, I I don't know what to expect, to be honest. I don't know if it's just going to be a cinematic trailer. I don't know if it's going to have, you know, that five to 10 second snippet of actual gameplay. I will say the one thing that I am most curious about for this trailer is a release date. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, is it just going to be coming when it's ready or is it going to <laughs> say coming in 2026? You know, I think the the thing that would blow everybody's mind is if it's like releasing in 2024. Like that's well, where I think the world would lose their minds. Well, here's the thing. It's not going to be that far off because as you might remember, Josh, we've covered in the past how Rockstar highlighted we're projecting $8 billion of revenue in these fiscal years, which would be 50% higher than the highest they've ever had in the past. And that period of time would fall in 2024 or early 2025. So I think we're going to see the game within 18 months and probably sooner. I have a feeling it's going to be late 2024. That would be my guess, maybe like in time for Christmas. If it's less than two years... I will be so ecstatic, dude. I will nerd <laughs> out as a gamer to dude, be like, it, I can't believe I'm going to get to play it like within 18 months or something it like that. Better be less than two years. I, that game released. Imagine that, 2027. Come on, man! Like, how long does it take to make a game? Think, think of the last oh. ones. How like how quick they released the new ones. You know, obviously it's a lot more in depth now, and there's a lot more to it. I just, I want to see like the tech. I know that sounds nerdy, but yeah. like I want to see the tech. I want to see like GTA Five was like it was such a leap, you know. And so yeah. we've said this before, like GTA Six. This is gonna, it's gotta be right. It's gotta be one of the most cutting edge games we've ever seen. And what a segue, Josh. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we also talked this week within the three of us where there was an article that we had shared where Take Two's CEO talked about the use of AI in developing GTA 6 along with other games. And I felt like such an idiot after reading this article because in my head, I kind of, I mean, I don't develop games, right? Like I took some programming classes in high school. That's the extent of my knowledge. In my head, I always thought, okay, yeah, you can use AI to help like debug code or to say, um, Uh, help me write some dialogue for this. And then you would put that dialogue into the game. And I was always thinking about AI just helping you program what the game would do. And then here, the CEO is out here talking about how you would just put AI in the game itself for like NPCs 
to have their own personality, their own thoughts, their own motivations. And as you do stuff around NPCs, they're going to react according to how they would act. So now all of a sudden in my head, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if I go up and like punch a random pedestrian, (laughs) is the guy going to be like, yo, that's my girlfriend and then start fighting me or something like that. Like this has unlimited potential. And then I was like, oh, of course you just use the AI within the game to develop it as you play. And what a cool idea. I could see this totally revolutionizing gaming, but especially things like non-playable characters. Yeah, you get into a world where every NPC is reacting to everything you've done. I, I mean, we talk about this with some games like, you know, with Oblivion, right? The hero of Kavach is a famous saying on this program, um, you know, it, it, and, and things like that where people remember your actions. They know who you are. They, it's like they've met you before, that kind of thing. I think with AI, you can get into a world where a lot of people aren't even really thinking about that stuff. And the immersion factor is going to go from like a six to a 10 real, real quick if somebody does it and gets it right. And I'll tell you what, man, if anybody can do it, it's going to be Rockstar with GTA 6. Like That's my hope is that we get something like that where everybody just goes, this is this is perfection. Like I don't know how they did it, but they figured it out and this changes the game. Yeah. What's going to happen is you guys are all in on this. And this is going to be Skynet. This AI <laughs> is going to get into the internet and then it's going to control everything. And then we're all doomed. Oh boy. Can you imagine what an AI would think about humanity from only seeing GTA <laughs> six observed? Oh gosh. <laughs> I can't imagine. So you've been punching Sorry, those working everybody. ladies. <laughs> I feel like I should just apologize for humanity right now. We're we're sorry, AI. This is not how we are, I swear. In some ways, this is kind of like perfect timing for Rockstar, right? Like you were saying, Josh, how could they possibly raise the bar? And here, right as AI is being developed, we have GTA 6, you know, probably a year, year and a half down the road. I think that's how we're going to see that leap in, in the tech. All right, let's move on to our last news story of the week. Uh, press F to pay respects for Overwatch League. Rip. This is, I mean, this is not entirely shocking if you've been following Overwatch League. There have been articles written over the last year talking about how it, it might end up being dissolved. But guys, they just had their inaugural season in 2018. It's only five years ago. And this week, the 19 teams voted to dissolve the league, meaning it's gone. It is done. There is no Overwatch League anymore. It existed for five years, and it is now gone. All of the 19 teams are going to receive a $6 million payout, which means Microsoft slash Activision Blizzard are being set back $114 million. Their star shone so bright, and it just did not last long at all. Like, Do you guys really remember just how big Overwatch League was when it first hit? Oh, so big. It, it's... For something to to shoot up that fast and that massive, and then just come crashing down like this, it's I I don't know if we we I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. It's I don't get into watching esports. I do occasionally like watching like the final match of like Street Fighter Six and seeing these two dudes go <laughs> up against each other, something like that. But I, I've surprise. never really been much of an esports guy. 
I watched a decent bit of Overwatch League because I mean, I we knew Overwatch, right? And it's like, well, here's a game I love and let's see what the upper echelon of people is for this. I don't want to turn this into the sad story about the fall of Overwatch and how, you know, it's been ruined by Blizzard and things like that. Um, <laughs> sure. Honestly, that's I, well documented on this. Yeah. Pod. <laughs> and so I don't want to turn it into that. I will just say, I think that the league shutting down is an indicator of the health of the game. You do not see League of Legends esports shutting down. You don't see Valorant esports shutting down, you know, as far as things like that go. Uh, you know, Counter-Strike Go uh, or Counter-Strike 2, I guess now, like those things are not shutting down because the games are healthy. And so I think there is a reason why the league came together and said, listen, let's just let's just go out while we can. You know, we're not on top anymore, but we're definitely not on the bottom anymore. So let's just let's just do the right thing. Let's just put it into this. And I think it was the right choice for them. Yeah, like there's some crazy stats about Overwatch League that I found almost hard to believe. I read that for their first season, they secured over $200 million in sponsorships and broadcast That's rights. That's a first like, season. That first is, year. That is yeah. because most, you got to think about it, right? Most esports, there's not a lot of people that want to sponsor the first go round, right? No. Because it's like, well, we yeah. don't know if this is going to catch on. Like, yeah, like, uh, you know, a small group of nerds out there is going to want to watch these finals, but you know, that's it. $200 million on a first season is an awful lot. That's absolutely bananas. And I remember they aired the first game of the finals on ESPN, not even ESPN two. Like this, I always thought it would have been the funniest thing in the world to go to a bar that has ESPN on and they start like showing overwatch league. (laughs) Like it would have confused so many people so much. I remember watching it on ESPN. I don't I don't care about esports really at all. I'm like you, Josh. I've never really paid attention to them. I remember being aware when StarCraft took off like in yeah. South Korea back in the day. Never watched them, but I watched that because I was like, "Oh, I love Overwatch. I want to be part of it." And so I wanted to help the viewership. I, I I read that even in the first season, the finals were watched by more than 10.8 million people which puts it on par with your average NFL regular season game. That's crazy. No one watches TV anymore, right? We all just stream. And yet they were still pulling in those numbers. But I did read that viewership has fallen by like two thirds, essentially. Uh, I'm sure COVID didn't help things when you couldn't organize in-person events. But to go from having $200 million of investment through sponsorships and then just five years later, it doesn't even exist anymore. Like, this is one of the more wild stories. Now, now, Overwatch Esports is not gone. Like, we're still going to see it, but it's not going to be in this format. It's either going to be under a third party. Someone's going to have to pick it up and figure out a way to do it. But it's just so in, so spectacular of a fall from that high to this low in yeah. such a short it's amount of time. It's not good, Bob. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, you know, I think that wraps up everything here for this week in gaming. As a reminder, come hit us up on socials everywhere at Video Gamers Pod. Come check out Patreon support options at MultiplayerSquad.com to get exclusive episodes and other perks. We want to say thank you to everyone for listening. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya. All right. See you, everybody.